Welcome to Virtually Unbreakable, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling life. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today my guest is Elizabeth Batala. Elizabeth is the founder of the Institute for Achievement and Excellence and an author of a book, Level Up to Move Up. Liz has over 30 years experience in the corporate world, influencing people and leading change. Elizabeth is passionate about helping women excel in business and helps companies promote their female talent. I'm pleased to have you here with me, so sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Hi Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, thank you for having me on your show. No problem. And um, so, Elizabeth, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, please? Of course, Ella. So I have been in the corporate world for more than 30 years now. And in that time, I have worked in male dominated environments like IT, banking, professional services, oil and gas. And mm-hmm. I also also trained in many at uh, trained participants at many universities, schools, colleges, etc. And within that time, Ella, I realized that, you know, women in particular, men too, but more so women, came to Mm. me with the same questions, concerns, problems. And I realized that there was a gap in the market in terms of when women enter the workplace or trying to step into leadership roles because Mm. of these concerns. And I decided to create the Institute for Achievement and Excellence to address these concerns, to bring my knowledge and the knowledge that I have learned, the knowledge that I have applied and what I have gained from my own mentors and coaches over the years to the masses. So that was going to be my next question. So where (laughs) where did the idea come from? But can you tell us a little bit more in what types of roles you were working in, in, um, uh, you know, during that 30 years experience, that huge, um, that's huge achievement. Well done you for surviving so many years in corporate world. <laughs> um, I I wasn't able to do that. Um, but um, can you tell us a little bit more what roles you were active and how, where exactly did that idea, when did you have the aha moment, that spark? Mm. Mm. In in terms of, of the roles that I've done, it's obviously at the start of my career, junior roles, like a junior trainer um, in, in IT and in banking, all okay. the way up to sitting on the board to being a director. So uh, quite a, a span of roles from junior all the way to very senior levels. Um, in terms of when it was my aha moment, I think mm-hmm. I felt it for quite a while. There was no one, just a singular point. However, having said that, there was one incident where prior to 2020, prior to the the pandemic um, Mm. hitting us, I had a situation where maybe six or seven, eight, can't quite remember the exact number, came to me in tears because they felt right. overwhelmed. They felt like they couldn't continue. They felt undervalued, underappreciated. Yes, uh, women. women. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Both, yeah. both, both at home and at work. So it, it wasn't just professionally and it wasn't just personally. It was a combination of both sometimes. Right. 
And I felt because I have helped so many women, mm. whether it be, you know, formally or informally, where I have been able to navigate that space successfully, where I have had access to people who have done so and, and was able to learn from them, I felt mm. that for me, that was the, the singular point. If I had to choose a point where I need to make my knowledge available to sure. more than just the few women I, I, I was working with. Yes. Right. So you set up this company, Institute for Achievement and Excellence. Correct. And what exactly do you do um, in that company? I understand you create educational programs for women to help them mm -hmm. thrive professionally. Is that correct? Both professionally and personally. So, okay. so what it is, Ella, it's the, the, the whole idea of what I present centers around something called the three forces in achieving excellence. It's okay. a framework. It's a roadmap almost a boot camp to help women level up so that they can achieve fulfillment in both their personal lives and professional lives. And it's a right. holistic approach to how some anyone, but predominantly the focus is women, how they can level up their lives, the things that they can do, easy things that they can implement, steps that they can take to level up their personal life and then translate that into their professional life and understand how they can apply these tools and tips mm -hmm. and techniques to their professional life in order to whether it be just to navigate the business space better or whether yeah. it be for promotion however the situation and it's available in terms of online self-based programs yeah uh, consultancy coaching okay. etc Okay, so we'll get back to that in a minute. And um, I actually forgot to ask you earlier, <laughs> what, um, while you were working in corporate world, you've mentioned yes. quite few women came to you all of a sudden, mm -hmm. and they were all feeling really overwhelmed, in tears, yes. unable to cope with pressure, most likely, um, mm -hmm. and find work-life balance. So that is something that most of us are familiar with based on yes. our experience actually sadly whether we are a woman or a man but mm. what other um common issues have you observed while working in the corporate world uh, issues that um, more specifically um are related to women in the workplace what are the biggest problems related to that yeah there are quite a few, Ella, but if I have to outline maybe, let's say, the top three, the sure. first one would be any aspect of gender-specific discrimination. And mm -hmm. one of them that pops out to me is, is a term microaggression, where a comment right. in isolation may not be or sound like a big deal, but when that particular female is experiencing that action or word or comment, over and over, day in, day out, it can become exhausting after a while. Course, and yeah. then it can be quite difficult to bring it to the attention of HR or her manager because mm -hmm. in isolation, as I said, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it, it's, the, it's the constant tapping away of someone's soul by, by having to deal with that on a consistent basis. So microaggression is one of them because of the lack of awareness of the impact of microaggression that microaggression can have on someone. Of course. This, yeah. The second one is lack of representation of women in senior leadership roles. 
Now, I know we have come a long way, but there is still a lot that can be done. Um, I remember reading uh, in one of the studies that many of the companies, you know, in, in the world, less than 15% um, have women in senior leadership positions and more than mm. a third of companies have no representation at all. Mm. So the lack of representation as well as the lack of sponsorship is yeah. another factor. And then yeah. the third factor is the lack of flexible working hours. Mm. Uh, because for many, many females, they are the major contributors at home, mm. whether it be child rearing, taking care of an elderly dependent. And yeah. a lot of that responsibility falls on the woman. And it's difficult to navigate you know, having to deal with all of that and then having to put in a standard nine to five hours at work. Sure. It can be challenging. Of course. I know from my own experience that it's very challenging. <laughs> but um, yes, here we are again, back to the subject of, I suppose, motherhood and mm. how much more you could say unfair it is to be a woman and try to build and maintain a career um while having a family it, it it almost feels like impossible task right like what what do your customers say about that when they first come to you for some it, it depends on a lot of factors because if, for some women um they do have a strong support at home you know a, a okay. very a very understanding partner um they may work for an organization that that is quite supportive so it depends mm. on the dynamics that surrounds the, the woman but most of the ones who who come to me it's it's usually a combination of they feel that they have too much to do at home yeah. and then in 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 uh, on top of that they, they don't get that support in terms of understanding with the flexibility that they require mm. at work so it's a combination of those as well as the woman herself what is she going through at that point in her life i mean if, if she has elderly parents that she has to deal with on top of that or if she's going through hormonal changes because maybe she's a, a you know an older mother then you know all of that compounds into something that can can really create discomfort and overwhelm for her sure and what was your experience like did you ever what was your story so i understand all these people that were coming to you while you were in <laughs> medium and senior positions but did you experience that on your own skin and how did you deal with it how did you find that balance back as a woman it was a challenging road and i there was a learning curve every step of the way. And even as an entrepreneur, I, I'm still learning as we go along. In terms of how I dealt with it, I have I've always been very curious and, and very proactive in my own learning. So if I encountered a problem or an issue, I would go out there and actively look for the solution. I would read books. I would now, you know, the, the, the University of YouTube is free. There's so, so, so many great tips on, on YouTube. Um, I would speak to someone who perhaps is more experienced than I am or seek out a mentor for whatever reason. Um, I also looked and build, uh, proactively build relationships within mm. the organization and create that sponsorship environment for myself. Those right. things don't always come automatically. And as women, we also have to take responsibility for ourselves and understand right. that part of the solution is what we do to encourage that solution. 100%. So one of the things yeah. one of the things I did, I did not wait for an organization to provide a sponsor. 
I looked for someone who I believe I had synergy with, who was ahead of, of the curve, who perhaps was in a position I aspired to be in. And I formed a relationship with that person in whatever form, whether it be at meetings or whether it be just a, let's have a coffee. There's something I'd like to discuss. And then from there, build that relationship. And I did that within my own organization. I -hmm. did that with someone in the same industry, but at a different organization. And I also did that with someone just simply in business, not necessarily in my industry. Mm. So I got a total picture of what it is I needed to do, as well as should I decide to leave the industry I'm in? Yeah. What options are available out there? Of course. Yeah. So that's what I did. So that great. So that networking is a real skill, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yes, it is. we, We are here talking about few things. We are talking about um i suppose one stage or one level of this conversation is how really how outdated the current workplace uh, system is and workplace mm. offering that's a one aspect of the conversation mm-hmm. but another aspect of of the conversation is how can we quickly skill up um mm-hmm. as women to take advantage of perhaps what what we have and mm-hmm. find um have this problem solving attitude and and go out there and look for solutions and um and find the right people to help us which is which takes courage of course and yes. it takes self belief and self confidence mm-hmm. and and there is an interesting thing i want to point out here that i've read somewhere when i became a mom that according to a research um a large research conducted in the nordic countries few years back it takes women on average 2 years to get her confidence back from the time before she became a mom mm-hmm. so that i think that speaks million words because mm. but because we do feel um when we beca- become moms whether we work for small organization medium size or lar- large organization you and me both know that it doesn't depend on the size of the organizations what type of problems we encounter once we are there they are small organizations and they are very supportive towards female employees and their large organizations and they can be also very supportive and have yes. different structure different support system but it's all all out there available to women but what where the problem lies i this is my opinion i don't know if you mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to know your point of view but where the problem lies i feel is that because we are so crushed with responsibilities when we become wives and moms quite often so of course i'm generalizing here but i would mm-hmm. say majority of women feel really overwhelmed overworked mm-hmm. tired and have no quite frankly creative energy left mm-hmm. to be able to solve problems and come up with solutions um it seems to me like um it seems to me that um the real solution out there is is to allow a larger cultural shift in the male female um dynamics at home and in the workplace and that should be the first thing that happens our 
our partners should be more supportive and should appreciate how much we do, right, in an ideal world. Um, but that's, of course, not always the case or not often the case. But where I'm going with this is, um, so it seems to me like it's not that black and white that, yes, women do lack certain skills comparing mm -hmm. to men, um, but to large extent, those skills that are lacking, the shortage is connected to that lack of creative energy and lack of um, uh, mental space, I suppose, to come up with solutions. Do you have any um, opinion on that? Do you adjust your um, training programs who, for working women who are mothers, perhaps, and have slightly different focus there? Yes. So in terms of the the, the training programs, they are self-based. So there is no there is no hard and fast rule that you must finish something at a particular time. That's one aspect to it. It's it's entirely up to how quickly or how slowly sure. you you would like to move as, as a person. Mm. In in terms of the module, you don't have to complete one module before you go on to another module. The modules are more or less independent and each module gives separate easy to implement, simple to implement uh, tips and, and, and techniques that someone can do. So, so you know, a, a female can hop from module to module depending on which is most important to her at the time. They are also in bite-sized chunks so that if she doesn't have enough energy or she doesn't feel like it or she has prior mm. commitments, she can do a small piece, a small piece rather than have to sit through something that's too long. They are all bite-sized chunks, usually no more than 10 minutes max. Most of them are under five. A lot of them are under five minutes, oh, each right. of the videos. Okay. So it, it really does facilitate that. If mm. someone implements just a few of the, the, the tips, they will see benefit. Yeah. So what I would say to that aspect is, uh, and based on what you said with the creativity and, and your woman feeling so exhausted, what I have found, Ella, is women do have the skills uh, that, uh, you know, where they can do the job. A lot of the times what holds women back mm. is the confidence that they have the skills, the confidence that they can do the job. And most importantly, the confidence that they can be rewarded for the job that they have done. Exactly. And one of the big things I cover there is confidence. That's There's a module that covers confidence. And you said something that's really, really important. It takes courage. It takes courage. Because for someone to say to you, oh, be confident, you know, show confidence. Mm. That doesn't happen overnight. Actually, a precursor to confidence is courage. And that's something that's covered in, mm, in the program. Right. Okay. Yeah, because without a certain degree of courage, trying to be confident may be too far away from your boundaries. Because again, mm. another study stated that 65%, and in my opinion, it's higher, but 65% of women do not put themselves forward, whether it be personally or professionally, through lack of confidence. That's a massive number. That's mm. more than half the woman, the female population. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think a, a big factor is the lack of confidence. They, they can do the job. And, and I have seen actually sometimes even better because of the, their natural ability to be organized, generally mm. more organized yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, and just more nurturing so that they, they facilitate teams better.
Mm. Women are also quite intuitive. Mm. They pick up on 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 things that sometimes I'm not saying all because it's this this it would be too generalized to say all. But because of the intuition, a lot of women have they tend to quickly pick up when someone is uncomfortable, and they can shift the topic, or they can you know they can understand where the dynamics have shifted sometimes even faster than their male counterparts. Oh, hundred percent. I agree with you totally. I think women have the amazing ability to feel intuitively. When mm. someone's not feeling comfortable and mm. they can adjust their communication style and behavior uh, much faster than men um, and in order to make the other person feel at ease. And they're also very committed to, to work mm -hmm. and not to mention very hardworking. But yes, their confidence is a... Um, is is absolutely um crucial here and it's it's an interesting um thing do you think there are other reasons why we women don't put ourselves forward in the workplace i feel like there is more i'm a mm -hmm. bit hesitant to say um name it but but mm -hmm. i feel that there is another reason and it it mm -hmm. might be and individual for for uh, and different for every woman what do you think as you said confidence is a big word it, it can open up a, a, a lot of sort of a can of worms or it can mean a lot of things to, to to many people to many women but in terms of confidence there are many factors that can influence how much confidence a woman has and that mm. stems all the way from the day she's born to her present moment, yeah, that's right. all of the life's lessons and bruises and bumps that she mm -hmm. has experienced along the way, because you can take someone that, you know, give them the, the, the same tools and techniques and, and everything like that, and they will both respond in a different way, simply Correct, because yeah. individually they are different, yeah. as well as their experience in life it has been different. And someone's experience in life, especially in the early years, the years of sort of one to yep. seven that child that is still uh, in charge of our subconscious uh, programming yeah um, it's really really important because that mm. has an impact on decisions that we make even as adults today yeah so yes there is a lot of more that's going on behind the scenes where confidence is concerned mm. but generally there there are things that can be done things that can be understood tips and techniques that can be used in a general nature that can help someone take at least that first step if they mm -hmm. are not sure where to start. So Elizabeth, thanks for sharing this insight. Um, yeah, so I think each one of us has an individual journey, whether they're man yes. or a woman. A life is, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It tests mm -hmm. us when we least expect it. Um, we build our beliefs. We start in the childhood, uh, the relationships with our parents and our siblings and our families and communities play a crucial role on that level of self-esteem and confidence that we develop uh, throughout the time. Some of us are more resilient than others. There are so many different aspects um, to take into consideration when assessing whether women can be successful in an organization and to what extent 
uh, flexible working hours being just one of them and and her mm-hmm. confidence level being another but i think there's mm-hmm. plenty more it's definitely yes. a topic we are not going to exhaust today <laughs> but i really appreciate um you coming on the show and giving us your viewpoint on those really really important topics mm. any final bit of advice to our listeners many of whom are women would you like to share at the end sure i would say to you know the your your audience just simply start where you are use the resources that you have and do the best that you can that's all that is required keep focus mm-hmm. on just the step in front of you because sometimes if you focus too far ahead which can be good that's where the overwhelm comes in mm-hmm. yeah and small consistent steps can create amazing outcomes so start where you are use what you have and do the best that you can each and every day that's all you need to do sounds great and i would add to that learn to be kind with yourself yes uh, because it seems to me um that so many of us are very self critical and <laughs> and uh we could really do with a little bit giving ourselves a little bit of credit and pat on the back because we are all wonderful uh we we are very strong and we are capable of much more when we learn how to be kind with ourselves thank you so Absolutely. much for your time today elizabeth and um, where can our listeners find you where's the best place to look for you the best place is my website and that's achievementandexcellence.com all one word achievement and excellence the and is spelled out a n d um yep. i'm sure i'm sure you'll put it in the show notes but that's the best place and from there all my social handles are there everything else is easily accessible from there Excellent. I'll be sure to include your um website and your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Thank you so much today and I wish you best of luck personally and in your business. Thank you. Thank you very much Ella. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. If you would like to receive notes from today's podcast episode, you can find them on our website which is virtuallyunbreakable.bassprout.com. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable where together with my guest Leila Okai, we will discuss motherhood, identity and society.